last and least, um, <laughs> I ordered a, a new computer. It'll be here in a couple weeks. You'll be able to see me in HD if you're watching. And if you're listening, you'll just be hearing me in the same old voice. Um, fun slap happy article here um, about the January 6th riots. Uh, this is the New York Daily News, and it's being reported in other outlets as well. But uh, the pipe bombs discovered at the Republican and Democrat National Committees on the same day as same day riotous demonstrators stormed the U.S. Capitol were actually planted the day before federal investigators said Friday. The timeline has left officials wondering whether the explosive devices were actually part of the ugly attack on the seat of American government or part of a separate strike. Uh, there's a photograph, and unless they can identify this guy by his sneakers, there or could be a woman, but there's somebody uh, dressed in like a gray hooded sweatshirt that zips up the front. They're wearing black gloves. Looks like... Nice blue jeans. So those, those jeans that are new, but they're made to look faded. But you can tell they're new. And he's got some, he or she uh, has some pretty nice kicks on. So, oh, um, this looks a, lo a little bitty more like uh, an Antifa thing. If you thunk back to the peaceful riots of the summer uh, remember there were images of uh, pallets of bricks that were conveniently at the uh, site of the protests planted there you know the night before I mean large large quantities of bricks uh, not something that somebody could just you know lay there uh, there was no construction going on in the area. And then at other times you found, um, or police or whoever, found bottles of water, which uh, they took criticism for destroying the pallets of water that were left there for demonstrators. But... The thing, thing about it was, you know, these were not peaceful protests. These people were throwing the bricks at the police and at buildings. Uh, and, of course, you know, I acknowledge and I, you know, condemn what happened at the Capitol on January 6th. But, you know, there's a, an Antifa dress code, people. They cover their faces. They cover their hands. Uh, they do everything so that you can't recognize them. Now, we can't put this directly on Antifa or Black Lives Matter, um, but we still, we know what they, what they do, what they dress like, uh, at least Antifa, Black Lives Matter, they're uh, a lot more transparent with, uh, you know, who they are. They don't hide 
behind masks uh, and things of that nature. Um, but I found that interesting. Also, uh, I didn't know this. I, it, you know, I watched a lot of news as a kid, as I've said before on here. Um, but this Susan Rosenberg, who's a white lady, but she's the main fundraiser for Black Lives Matter um, national organization. Uh, back in 83, I believe it was, she planted a bomb in the U.S. Capitol building set to kill Republicans. And then she was pardoned by Bill Clinton. Now, from time to time and place to place, people like Julian Assange and uh, Edward Snowden uh, have either been heralded as traitors, treasonists, or heroes. Uh, Donald Trump did not pardon them. He did pardon a lot of African Americans uh, in his last 140 whatever some odd pardons. Uh, he pardoned Steve Bannon, uh, but he didn't pardon any domestic terrorists which is what Susan Rosenberg was and might still be. Um, just some other things before we get into the, the oil and gas uh, debacle that's taking place in America. Um, what got me started on this uh, wave of thinking, um, obviously, you know, Energy independence, energy freedom uh, is very important to the United States. Not having to depend on foreign sources of oil. Now, Biden said in uh, his debates he wasn't going to put a ban on fracking. But then at other times he said no new fracking. And he did sign an executive order, no new fracking on federal land. Now, that's one thing. But something else that's uh, not well known, not well known to most. Uh, Rep. Lauren Boebert, Babert. I'm going to have to find a pronunciation of her name. But the pistol pack and mama from Colorado. The rep that uh, is all about the Second Amendment. And that's cool and stuff. But uh, sometimes that's all she talks about. She tweeted today that John Kerry flies in style. He flies on a private jet. As you don't know, or maybe you do know, John Kerry's wife uh, is the heir of the Heinz ketchup <laughs> uh, fortune. Her, her husband 
was uh, actually, a, I think he was a Republican, as a matter of fact, but he was a, a good senator from Pennsylvania, and he was the uh, owner of the Heinz Ketchup Company. But John Kerry does not lack for money, uh, either by hook or by crook. Either he hooked the right rich broad or he's gotten rich off of his place in Congress uh, and government. Uh, he was always a, a, a rich boy to begin with and a traitor to his fellow Vietnam uh, veterans. Backstabber, maybe that's a better word. But he flies in style on a private jet that uses 40% more or puts out 40% more carbon than a commercial jet because commercial jets are regulated and they're going to be even more regulated very soon. But the fact is, uh, for a long time, people like Sean Hannity have ridiculed on Al Gore for flying uh, in a, a private Gulf Stream jet. And Al Gore makes money off of his speeches. He gets paid to give those speeches about the environment. And he gets paid close, probably six figures. Um, of course, his movies that he's made, uh, whatever they were, Gloom and Doom or Hell is Hell Freezes Over, I don't know what they were called. But, um, but Al Gore makes all the money off of that. He doesn't donate that to like environmental causes. That money goes into Al Gore's pocket. So, uh, but the new uh, special advisor to the president on the environment, John Kerry, is flying around in a private jet. But that's okay, guys. That's okay. It's all right. This is my cigar cutter, by the way, if you can see me playing with this. It's okay. It's okay for Al Gore and John Kerry to fly in private jets that uh, guzzle jet fuel, that spew out more carbon than a commercial airliner is allowed to because they're doing the work of the Lord and the little people you guys we're just we're just little petty little pawns we need John Kerry and Al Gore out there flying from coast to coast nation to nation to save us yeah, they're, they're leaving a bigger carbon footprint than you and I, but it's okay. They're doing the will of the little people, the peasantry like me and you that don't understand the world will end in 10 years. Remember, it's been two years since Representative Ocasio-Cortez said that the world is going to end in 12 years if we don't do something that day. And we still haven't done enough. So it's all right for John Kerry, the environmental czar of the 
Biden administration to fly around in a gas guzzle, a jet fuel guzzling jet and live in luxury because he's saving us from ourselves. You people just don't understand. Gosh, I wish you'd get it. These elites, they're better than us. They have to help us, help them, help you, help me, help us, help them. Help them, help us. Us, help them, help us. I don't know. But see, that's that's because I'm just a mere peasant. I'm a peon. Just a little feller here. I don't get the, the importance of John Kerry flying around the country, shutting down oil and gas pipelines and wreaking havoc on small economies, uh, putting people out of work that have been in de a depression economically and spiritually their entire lives. No, we've got to take the opportunities away from these people. And, but it's all right. John Kerry knows what he's doing. He knows. And because he's so much better than all of us, it's okay for us to lose our jobs while he flies around in luxury jets. It's saving the world, people. He that jet's like his Superman cape, for crying out loud. And if you believe that bullshit, I'll sell you some oceanfront property in Arizona, as George Strait would say. So... I saw uh, on my news feed on Facebook the Ohio Oil and Gas Association, affectionately known as UGA, Ohio Oil and Gas Association, uh, posted an article from CNBC written by uh, Mike Dunleavy. I don't know if that's relation to the... There was a basketball coach or broadcaster named Mike Dunleavy at one time. don't think it's the same guy. But this Mike Dunleavy is the governor of Alaska. And it's an op-ed. And it says, Biden risks hurting the least fortunate with his oil and gas actions. Uh, it says here, key points. Americans grow tired of waiting for help that never arrives. The help they need is not a handout. It's the ability to take advantage of the opportunity all around them, writes Alaska Governor Mike Dunleavy. Last week, I watched as President Biden promised a return to the restless, bold optimism of yesteryear. Yet, even as he opined on his commitment to govern for all Americans, his staff was quietly working to deprive vast swaps of citizens swaths of citizens, pardon me, the opportunity to earn a living, lifting themselves from poverty to pursue the American dream. Amen, Governor Dunleavy. That is what 
Americana. That's what this podcast and uh, whatever channel is all about. A. These actions came in, in the form of executive orders, no doubt the first of many, effectively terminating the Keystone XL pipeline and oil and gas projects on Alaska's North Slope. Many will claim these actions are right and proper. Rising stars in the Democrat Party have long been responsible for spreading outright falsehoods about society's ability to divorce itself from the resources under our feet. He is correct in that. The resources under our feet. We cannot divorce ourselves from fossil fuels in 14 years and expect to one, stay a world power. First of all, the world runs on oil. If the United States wants to go to all electric cars and make it illegal to own uh, a gasoline-powered car by 2035, 14 years from now, okay, they want to they want to work out, as Joe Biden said, we're going to work it out, fossil fuels. He meant he's going to work them out of existence. He should have said we're going to phase them out, but he's a befuddled, senile old coot. But anyways, these resources under our feet, other nations are going to continue to use these resources. They're going to continue to drill for oil, and it's going to make them more powerful and richer than us. Okay, furthermore, there's a funny picture going around of a windmill turbine leaking oil. That's right. In order to keep the gears going inside the windmill turbines, they have to be lubricated with oil. Anyways, the the op-ed goes on to say, while tweeting from phones and offices filled with every imaginable mineral and petroleum product, they demand an end to the very industry that makes the modern world possible. Exactly what I just said. President Biden, like myself, a son of Scranton's coal country, is smart enough to know better. But the war on resources is far too valuable a source of political capital. Amen. This is all a big political game (coughs) to pander to the Democrats' hardcore left-wing base. In the words of countless political advisors, never lose your allies to make peace with your enemies. So why would the Democrats lose the 
allegiance of the environmentalist left to make peace with the job creating oil and gas industry is what it sounds like he's saying to me. You know, I'm just going to leave the cap off my bottle so you guys don't hear me unscrew that 20 times. In this case, the millions of Americans who stand to benefit from inexpensive energy and the opportunities that companies responsible for resource development are squarely in the crosshairs. Hold on here. I have to take a brief break. Okay. Back to the article. In this case, the millions of Americans okay, are squarely in the crosshairs. The true tragedy is that the least fortunate among us will suffer the most. Having spent 20 years living and teaching in rural Alaska, I have witnessed tremendous, the tremendous positive impact that Red Dog Mine brought to the Northwest Arctic. Residents once faced, once faced plagued by dwindling Residents once faced by dwindling economic options now make nearly twice the average income in Alaska while graduation rates have skyrocketed. That's amazing. Remember, give a man a fish, feed him for one day, teach a man to fish, feed him for the rest of his life. That's what is going on. Poor rural areas <coughs> now have, pardon me, oil and gas classrooms, fracking classrooms, um, things of that nature, so they can learn the trade and then go out and, well, they could learn the trade and have had, could have gone out and applied it, but not now. Uh, likewise, it goes on to say, the people of the North Slope, nearly all of whom support responsible development, have worked hard to build up their health care and educational infrastructure as a direct result of investment in the area. So you're not just taking away jobs, good paying jobs, union jobs, as Biden likes to say in his uh cronies like to say they're taking away the health care because once these people got health insurance that gave them access to better health care where did they get health insurance through their jobs where did they get better education from better schools better technology in the classrooms where did that come from it came from the tax base that was created by the better jobs and by the oil and gas uh, plants, mines, fracking rigs, etc., uh, etc. Et he goes on to say, I have seen the human suffering that amounts from a sustained lack of opportunity. Our nation's heartland is filled with forgotten communities and heartache 
from Appalachia to the Dakotas, despair and hopelessness are a way of life for many. Amen. Hallelujah. Where's the Tylenol? This is what I've been harping for years. I live in a area that's known as Appalachia. The Democrats, the highfalutin people like John Kerry, Al Gore, AOC, Nancy Pelosi, they all snark at us. They call us flyover country. Oh, that's just a part of the country that we fly over on the way to our rich, eccentric balls and ballets and parties. Oh, what would they ever do without us? But this area that I live in, he, he's, he's preaching to me, man. This is the area that's been in despair and hopelessness. And it was a way of life until the Marcellus Shale field was discovered in western Pennsylvania and eastern Ohio. Our fellow Americans, he goes on to say, are growing tired of waiting for help that never arrives. The help they need is not a handout. It's the ability to take advantage of opportunity all around them. Yeah, my friends and I do not want a $1,000 month. Wait a second. $1,000 basic monthly income. Because we know it's coming from our pockets. It's coming out of our taxes. Okay? We don't want to be strung along with stimulus checks. Oh, by the way, that are uh, two weeks late now. They're two weeks late and they're saying, ah, maybe it'll be mid-March by the time we get around to that. Yeah, thanks, Biden. It was supposed to happen the first week, you first day or two you were in office, I thought you said. The article goes on to say, we need our politicians to give them a chance instead of sending them, or, pardon me, let me start that over. We need our politicians to give them a chance instead of sending resource production to dirty producers overseas. We need Washington to understand that taking away resource development from the cleanest, best regulated sites in the world hurts the environment. Yes, American industry <clears throat> is very well regulated. The Paris Climate Accord that Joe Biden put us back in lets China and India go scot-free on pollution where the United States is over-regulated. But when, um, yeah, there are times like the Deepwater Horizon incident, uh, which is hor a horrific tragedy in the Gulf of Mexico. But this is a little side note. The parts of the Gulf Coast that were cleaned by human hands really aren't that much cleaner. However, the areas that humans didn't touch where the natural occurring cycles of water and nature were allowed to do their thing are actually cleaner than where people tried to clean up. 
Now, yes, there were poor fish that died. There were birds we saw covered in oil that had to be washed in dove soap. Uh, I think it was dove soap, whatever. Uh, anyways, that's all terrible. But that's like the one in a million in America. You go over to China and other countries, Russia, they are huge polluters. Huge. There's no regulation. And who enforces the Paris Climate Accord? The United States enforces it on itself, but who's enforcing it overseas? Come on, people. Come on, man, as Joe Biden would say when he's not sniffing children. The president is right that we'll, we will be judged by how we handle the turmoil ahead. But if he is sincere in his desire to end this uncivil war, he must begin to listen to the downtrodden. Alaskans stand ready to work together with the new administration. And there, I, I've seen and heard plenty of people that are working well, we're working in the oil fields that do every little thing that the regulators tell them to do. They follow everything as close as they can to the letter because they don't want to lose their good paying job that has been missing for almost a generation. I, he goes on to say, I'm eager to get started on the big renewable energy projects that I hope will bring clean, inexpensive energy to Alaska and the nation, but these gains must not come at the expense of those who have been denied opportunity for too long. Yes, green energy will come. I give the example of the Chevy Volt. When... <clears throat> The auto industry was bailed out. One of these snafus that GM had to follow was they had to produce a car no one wanted. <laughs> and it was going to be called the Chevy Volt. Now they've come out with an even crappier version called the Bolt. B-O-L-T. B like boy, L-O-T. Instead of V like Victor, V-O-L-T. And the Chevy Volt was going to be um, in a Chevy Cavalier body. They kept changing the name of the Cavalier, but it was still a Cavalier. Uh, it was going to be the Chevy Cavalier body with a battery instead of an engine. Plants shut down in, in a couple years after they took the government bailout. Now it's being replaced by Lordstown Motor Company or Lordstown Motors Company, something like that, Lordstown Motor Company, and they're going to build electric trucks. Why? Because there's a demand for it in the market now. Elon Musk has the Tesla automobile, right? Very popular car. Why is it popular? Because there's a demand in the market for an electric car. Okay. 
when companies can power the Lordstown Motor Company pickup truck for $14 a year when $14 won't even get you a quarter of a tank of gas even at these gas prices in most pickup trucks. You're talking about a $50,000 pickup truck that will pay for itself at the savings of uh, fuel cost within a year. Finish the article here. Mr. President, I urge you to chart a new path that leaves behind the painful, politically driven resource wars of decades past. Let's work together and build an America that works for everyone. That's Exactamundo. Yanking the rug out from under these oil and gas workers, uh, the American petroleum industry, whatever you want to call it, is not the way to do it. Punishing people that you say you're going to represent, punishing the people that used to be the Democrat base, the union worker, the factory worker, the, the man and woman who go out and get their hands dirty, the person that turns the wrench, repairs the car, builds the car, drills for the oil, hurting those people in the short term for some long-term gain that may or may not come about 14 years from now, which according to AOC is four years after the world is going to end, is not the way. We can develop both renewable resources while living off of the current natural resources that we have, why are we going to shut down American industry and then what, start importing oil again from Saudi Arabia, Russia, China? We're going to line their pockets, build their nations and their people up while you're tearing down Americans? Yeah, they say, oh, the, the best way to stimulate the economy is with green new jobs. Well, the economy wouldn't need as much stimulating if it wasn't for the pandemic, first and foremost. Secondly, if you weren't killing off people's jobs, they wouldn't need your stimulation. <laughs> you wouldn't need job create. You're not creating jobs. You're unemploying people and then re-employing some of them in a different job. So it's not job creation. You're destroying one industry and then say, okay, somewhere down the road, you're going to have a, a job in this new industry. That's not job creation. <laughs> That's unemploying and then replacing the job that they were unemployed from. Uh, but that's Washington thinking for you. You know, left is right, up is down, ass backwards is ass backwards. I said it once, I'll say it 60 million times. 435, pardon me, I forgot the Senate. 
535 villages missing an idiot. So remember that next election cycle. Use your brains, not your hearts. And give some of those villages back their idiot. In 2024, whomever's president, it's not going to be Joe Biden. But give a village back its idiot. Uh, and that's as far as I'm going to go with that. But America has a great oil and gas industry booming, creating jobs, opportunities, education, and we're going to throw it all away. God bless you guys. Pray for one another. Pray for our leaders and our government, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Probably shouldn't use the words et cetera when it comes to prayer, but pray for you know who, our leaders, and so on and so forth. And pray for one another. Thank you guys for listening and watching. God bless you. And uh, we'll see you the next time on Americana, the American way. Uh -huh.